Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Deal Journey podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys back for another episode. It is the 16th episode today and it's a very special one with the man himself, Macro Mike. Um, He's got a very interesting story and it's one that is very inspirational and one where you can learn a lot from, I think, because he's had a tough upbringing but, and a lot of people told him that he was never going to get anywhere. And now, two years on, he started this uh, great company called Macro Mike. And um, it's going leaps and bounds. And they've signed some huge deals recently. So it's looking really good for the company. And it's led by a great leader himself, Mike. So without further ado, here it is. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Thanks for jumping on today and uh, sharing your story to all the listeners out there and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, easy, bro. So good to um, so good to meet you and hear a little bit about your story. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I always like uh, giving a bit of insight into the journey and, you know, like I, I never like to sugarcoat it. Like it's, mm. it's tough, it's hard. Yeah. Like being a, being a full-time entrepreneur, it's a very... Um, very strange uh, job if you like if that's the yeah. right word you know, it's, I feel like only yeah um, it can it can be tough because it's all on you you know like nobody Definitely. nobody's there like getting you out of bed you know you got to wake up and yeah pioneer and think about how you're going to make a difference yeah. in your day and be productive and exactly yeah you just got to keep pushing forward 100% you, you decide your day you can watch Netflix all day but realise that you know that's going to have a cost right, exactly um, so we'll delve straight into it and the way I like to sort of break the ice is by asking you something that not a lot of people know about you or you might have that weird little habit that you don't know if everyone else does man interesting um uh Good question. I mean, we kind of covered something similar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually quite a, quite a shy person. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, they, they don't actually know that. They kind of see, you know, me going to like maybe um, doing a talk for other people as an entrepreneur or they might see me doing, um, see me attending like an awards night or something like that. But really like, yeah, deep down, I'm actually quite a... Um, quite a shy person and growing up I was quite overweight and I had real long hair even even longer than yours <laughs> and, and I was like a mosher so you know like yeah. I, I don't know if you know what they are but they're like into heavy metal and they paint oh, their wow. nails black and yeah. had like black nail varnish and I used to wear like fishnet clothes and all that kind of stuff so it was yeah I, and I was really shy and kind of like didn't really have a lot of confidence and I was I was bullied like I was pretty overweight and yeah I remember playing football one time and um yeah this like older kid like I think I kicked the ball I was meant to pass it to him and he just like he was just like oh man you're a stupid idiot like you're never gonna do anything with your life da, 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 da. yeah and I think like I've always kind of like tried to turn negatives into positives and use them as like fuel mm. and I think like yeah probably probably it's taken me a while to come out of my shell but yeah I think um yeah like it was just for me I just I just wanted to share my my journey with people mm. so even though I'm quite shy you know it's something that I feel quite passionate about trying to help yeah, other people definitely. so speak to yourself you know? yeah 100% can definitely relate like as soon as you start speaking about something you're passionate with it's almost like everything else goes out the window and yeah you, you just, just forget and you just tunnel vision yeah. and you just kind of yeah I think if you if you talk with passion it's, it's different you know definitely definitely um, 
So let's take a step. Oh no, okay. So this is a new thing to the podcast. Yeah, I'm cool. testing it out today. So I'm going to say a word and you're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, man. No hesitation. Just straight up whatever comes to mind, okay? All right, let's do it. School. Oh, um, horrible teachers. <laughs> okay, I love it. So what... What did you want to become, let's say, around year 11, year 12 at school? Oh, man. So, like... And where were you? Were yeah, you in cool. So, I was, I was in the UK. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I don't know, my school history wasn't the best. Like, I did really well up until about year 11. Yeah, well. And then that's when I, like, um, I don't know, I started going to the gym and started getting into health and fitness. And for me, school was just kind of, like, in the way of what I wanted to do. Mm. And... I don't know what it's like in Australia, I'm sure it's pretty similar, but like in the UK, it's like the only option for students was to like go to university. And and if you weren't one of those people that wanted to go to university, you were kind of just like cast aside and you're like, oh, you're not, you're not important. Like you're never going to do anything with your life, Mm. which for me was really strange because I'm like, you know, you think about, you think about human nature, right? So think about like where you were three to five years ago. And I don't know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'm sure people can relate. You kind of look back. You, you could use Facebook memories in a, as an example. You, a Facebook memory pops up from like three, five years ago and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? You know, I was like a completely different person. Yeah. And then for me, for you to kind of like say right there and then, this is what I want to do and I'm going to spend three to five years of my life studying to become something that you're just picking out of a textbook. You're like, oh, that sounds fun. I want to be a doctor. I want to be this. And yeah. for me, I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. so, um, yeah, it was kind of like all these teachers telling me, like, you've got to go to university. You've got to fill in this application form. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And, yeah. and it was almost like I was, yeah, like this big rebel because I didn't want to do it. And mm. then very much, I think the takeaway for me was, that they pretty much thought if I didn't go to university, I'd never do anything with my life. Yeah. And, you know, I'd love some of my teachers to see me now and see where the business has got to and mm. even just go back to the school and be like, you know, like, you can't you can't just, like, put into kids that they're never going to do anything with their life. But, again, going back to that turning a negative into a positive, yeah. I think I always used that as fuel to the fire and that was kind of always in the back of my mind. But Definitely or someone told me I couldn't do something, so I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah, and would you take that into like situations when maybe like you're feeling a little bit like, I don't know, demotivated in some aspects, and you might be like watching a movie, and then you'd be like, I need to turn this off and like somehow just hustle a little bit more to get that dream going, because like that thought would be always in the back of your head. Yeah, for sure, bro. I think, um, I think that thought, and then also just like, the more, you know, the bigger the business gets, the more kind of like passionate and the more people that message me, you know, I might be watching like Netflix. I was watching that um, thing on Aliens the other night on the <laughs> Area 51. It was, yeah, yeah. it was pretty legit. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other story. But yeah, I was watching that. And then, you know, like someone might message me on Instagram, one of the customers, and they might have tried like our new product, like Gut Doctor. And they're like, mm. hey, Mike, like I just wanted to let you know, um, I've been trying Gut Doctor for like, you know, the last week. I've had like blowing an IBS for the last few months and, and it's, it's completely fixed it. And then mm. for me, that, that's like, it gives me that real sense of achievement. And it, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, all that hustling that I did working on that one product is now kind of worth it because it's out there helping yeah. people. And that might then 
you know, instead of kind of putting my focus into watching this alien program, I might then just whack the laptop up and start working on a new product. So I think that yeah. definitely gives me drive and stuff. Yeah, and like those messages. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you agree with this statement, but at the end of the day, you know, there's no paycheck that's going to compare to like those kind messages that you get and like that fulfilling message. For sure, bro. I think um, I put a post up on my um, Instagram the other day and it, it kind of like summarized this and it, it, yeah. it sort of said, you know, when you when you get into business, like there's, there's two types of people and um, this is kind of generalizing, but I'd say generally people fit into one of these two types. There's, there's somebody that gets into business to make money and they see it as a way to get rich um, and then there's somebody that gets into business for passion and you know I think the people that get into business for passion um, a prime example like I didn't even pay myself for like 18 months when I was running the business you know I was my bank account was just going down and down and down and I was I was like hustling just just working you know like um, cash jobs just like commission-based sales and stuff just trying to like literally make enough money so that all the money the business made could just go back into the business and mm. for me like um yeah i think y you've got to have passion otherwise um yeah it just it, the, you just lose track of it so you know like you there's there's no money that's gonna like you have a really shit day or a shit week the, there's no amount of money that's gonna change that if your vision is purely financial mm -hmm. so if the business after 12 months isn't where you want it to get and the whole mission of the business is just to make money that's when it's going to fold so that's why so many businesses fail yeah. whereas like if the business is fueled by like passion and desire which if you take macro make for example my mission statement from day one has been to help as many people as humanly possible yeah. and that's by creating awesome products mm. and don't get me wrong, you know, it's nice like driving a nice car and having a nice place to live, but that was all like a byproduct, you know, money's a byproduct. Yeah. Like we, we spend heaps of money on R&D and we spend heaps of money on like trying to like pioneer new products and we, we won't always get it right, you know, we'll put products out and they're a bit too soon and people just don't really get it. Yeah. Um, like the whole, yeah, so I think, I think definitely like you're saying, it's a, if you put it in context of a paycheck, I think if if you if you're running a business for the purely the financial gain, it's it's not gonna um, it's not gonna go anywhere. You know, no. it's it's just gonna flop. Yeah, it won't fulfill you. Does that kind of answer your question? I feel like Definitely. I went on a bit of a tangent. There. No, sorry, bro. It's always good. <laughs> so, what did you do after you finished school? Did you take a gap year or did you go yeah, straight into the workforce? Um, so when I was when I was eighteen. Um, so during during sixth form, which is like I guess similar to you guys, like I think you're. 17 and 18 years old and that's like you can leave school year 11 or you can go to sixth form which is kind of like you, you stepping stone to doing like you know something like uni or something like oh, okay. going for an apprenticeship or something like that yeah um so during that i was pretty heavy into like gym and, and into health and fitness and um so then when i finished sixth form um i like i'd lost like i'd lost a lot of weight and i'd kind of gone on a complete transformation of myself so I sort of dropped like 30 kilos and I turned from this person that was you know really shy and really overweight and had long hair into this person that was actually quite confident and you know I was like you know I look pretty good like I've worked hard for it and I, I felt like I had a real um a real sort of like understanding of the journey that people were going through to try and like change their body composition so I actually became a personal trainer so I was a personal trainer for three years um yeah. 
and I feel like, yeah, instead of being that personal trainer that's kind of like, you know, always in shape and always kind of like pristine body, I was kind of that trainer that had been there, um, done that, worn the t-shirt, you know, I'd kind of like yeah. lost the weight. I could relate to clients. I knew like how hard it was and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah I became a personal trainer, um, did that for uh, about three years. And then after that, I kind of just, um, has a bit, has a bit lost really. Like I didn't really know what I was doing in my life and I kind of didn't just want to end up, you know, the natural progression for me was like personal trainer, then maybe buy like a personal training studio, maybe get a few trainers working in there and then just stay in like Leeds for the rest of my life. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. You know, yeah. I, I knew I had bigger fish to fry. I was like, yeah. I know my, my purpose in life is, is more than just helping like one or two people. Yeah. Um, so I actually moved to America, like I moved to Las Vegas of all places. Yeah. And you know, it was kind of like the, um, yeah, the goal really was to kind of be that, train the celebrities and live yeah. that kind of like Vegas lifestyle. And I was a bit deluded at the time. I think I just kind of like, yeah, sort of lost the plot. But anyway, <laughs> had like a massive reality check when I got there and yeah. Vegas is, all the, all the money and stuff in Vegas is in tourism and on the strip. Yeah. Whereas like when you move to, like Vegas is huge, you know, it's, it's massive. When you move to the outskirts of Vegas, there's just like no money. Like it's, people are still very hit by the um, recession and stuff. Even like 10 years later, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And people just don't have that disposable income. Yeah. So for me, obviously personal training is like a luxury. It just, it just flopped hard. So then um, yeah. I kind of didn't really know what I was gonna do. Like I kind of was like, yeah, for me it was a pride thing I couldn't just go home because yeah. you know like I'd gone to train all these celebrities and live this this lifestyle and then if I come home everyone's just gonna think I was a bloody whopper so yeah um, it was difficult and then I met a couple of guys that were working in commission-based sales just working in like nightclub tours and party tours and stuff yeah and then um, yeah so I started doing that and that was just like all commission-based and um, did that for a year and then my visa was up and then they um, they said they were moving to Service Paradise to to work um, schoolies, which is obviously the big event and stuff. So, so, yeah, so selling tickets for schoolies and yeah. stuff. So I went with those guys and then, um, yeah, like I moved to surfers, didn't, didn't really know anyone, just a couple of the boys selling tickets. Like, yeah. but, you know, for me, there was like, a, there was a place to live, there was a gym, there was a supermarket where I could eat my food. Like everything was just, you know, yeah. it was fine. Um, and then, yeah, I did that for about a year in surfers. And then at that time, that's when I kind of got a little bit more serious into my training, um, got back into kind of like the bodybuilding, the fitness modeling side, and that's when I competed. And yeah. this was at the time when flexible dieting, so tracking macros and all that kind of stuff was, was quite novel. So a lot of people, when they did bodybuilding competitions, they would, um, you know, they'd just eat chicken and broccoli like seven times a day. And then I came in and I was like getting shredded for these comps and I was eating like pancakes and waffles and brownies and you know, all this mad food and yeah. peanut butter and stuff. And everyone's kind of like scratching their head and being like, well, how's this guy like eating all this mad food and still getting shredded for comps? And that's cause I was like tracking my macros. Yeah. So then on, this, on the side as a bit of a side hustle, I just basically was, I had this Instagram page, Macro Mike. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the same one that we run today. I just, and yeah. it was purely just for fun. I just used to post these recipes and then I'd be like, you know, check out my six week progress, eating brownies every day kind of thing. And people used to just message me from like all over the world. They'd be like, wow, this is insane. You know, I yeah. want to like, I want to do this. Can you, can you like make these products? Can you like open a cafe? Like do, 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 do. Mm. And for me, it was like, well, how, how can I like 
mass market something and create something where these products could be essentially you know made anywhere in the world so that's why we made the the dry mixes like the brownie mixes yeah. and the powdered peanut butter so it was all like transportable um and yeah we threw a few mixes together and then yeah the rest is history bro you know yeah, that's kind of right. that was like brief history of 18 to yeah what am i now um 28 so yeah, yeah wow. 10 years awesome um so moving on to the next segment it's all things business so yeah, cool. at what age did you start your first business yeah cool um so when i was oh man when i was like 11 yeah 11 12 13 this was back when like ebay was really big and okay. it, ebay was real easy to sell on because the the selling fees were like basically nothing you know like the paypal fees were nothing like and yeah. yeah i just used to pretty much sell anything like I, yeah. I would yeah buy stuff like from overseas like I, I remember i bought like all these polo shirts one time like ordered 50 polo shirts and then sold them all um on ebay yeah. made like enough money to get like a macbook when i was like 13 or something so uh, i've been i've been hustling and i've always kind of like yeah. been that you know i was always that kid in Mon like when i was playing monopoly as a kid yeah. and i always end up with the most money and my mom would always say oh man you're gonna be a billionaire one day blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> you know i was always kind of like hustling yeah. and i used to go to like when i went to school i'd stop at um there was like a big like cash and carry like a wholesale um shop mm. and um i always used to buy like all these like mars bars and jellies and all that kind of stuff at like wholesale price and then I'd get to school and everyone would be like hungry ass so I'd then just sell them all to all the kids at school so I was I was hustling man so from yeah. like yeah from like 11 12 13 I always kind of knew that there was like something you know I, mm. I feel like my whole journey from yeah from like 11 to 25 when I started macro Mike, it was always like I knew I would always be an entrepreneur or a business owner but yeah. I just never really got that like light bulb moment where I was like this is the one you know mm. I have all these ideas like every day I'd have a new business idea yeah. but I never really knew like you know I never had that eureka moment you know mm. where you just get that magic thought and you're like oh yeah. this is the one and then I yeah. don't know the yeah macro mic like it just felt right I was like this I feel like this is gonna this is gonna go somewhere yeah um, the but, real passion yeah but, yeah yeah I've been hustling for a long time yeah but. awesome that's so good um so when you when you were young like was your motive for business to make money and has that changed over time like mm. as you've grown older and a bit wiser yeah cool that's a really good question um so I think for me, as much as it was making money, it wasn't essentially making money to have money. It was more like making money to build something. So like, yeah. for example, um, with the polo shirts, it was kind of like, I'd buy some polo shirts, then I'd try and sell them all to then buy something bigger to work on to the next best thing. Yeah. You know? So it was like, it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna make loads of money to be rich duh, 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 duh. it was yeah. always like I want to make money so that I can then invest in something bigger yeah. bigger 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 you know you hear these stories of people that start with like a matchstick and then end up with like a Ferrari you know yeah. they just trade and stuff yeah. and I think for me yeah like it's it's definitely um, I mean I'm not I'm not going to hold my hand up and say I don't like nice clothes and nice cologne and you know I yeah. love cars and stuff I'm not going to say that yeah. but um yeah, it's never been like an ego thing where I want people to think I'm rich. You know, mm. like I I walk around in funky socks and, you know, like yeah. sneakers and, 
you know, I don't wear a suit to work. I just wear like <laughs> comfy clothes. You know, you'd yeah. look at me and you wouldn't think, you know, like, oh, this guy, like, you know, is um, is rich, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. If that's even the way to put it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's always just been like just building something. Definitely. I feel like trying to build an empire and also build something that um, I guess a big passion of mine is kind of like like my childhood was pretty it was pretty rough like it was mm. pretty bad like my dad was an alcoholic and yeah like my mom kind of tried to hold the family together as a single parent and I think for me like um, a big passion and a big reason why I, I've been so driven is that I just want to give like my kids the absolute best upbringing and best start like to their life possible mm. so you know I don't just want to make money and, and have a successful empire for myself it's to kind of like set up for you know my, the next generation the next generation yeah. after that and I feel like that's real big fuel to the fire you know yeah so that you want to leave a legacy exactly yeah. and just and just and I don't want to give my kids handouts but I want yeah. them to have the best start possible yeah because I feel like you know yeah like my, my childhood was pretty um, and I'm not asking for a sob story, but you know, it, yeah. was, it was pretty rough and yeah. we kind of, we made the most of it, but mm. it was tough, man, you know? Like, yeah. um, I don't know you're big into like mental health and stuff. Mm. And, um, it's something that I suffered with depression and stuff over the years and, um, you know, anxiety and, and whatnot. So I feel like, yeah, I feel, feel very passionate about trying to create something that can help the next generation of, yeah. um, of macro mics and whatnot. You yeah, know? <laughs> I find this like common trend with all these like entrepreneurs that they've all had like a tough upbringing. Yeah, for and sure. Just, I think it's like having that at a young age has sort of made them like want to become like strive for the best or like you know this situation. I'm never going to be here again. Yeah, I want to get to somewhere bigger and better. Absolutely, there's like that little common trend, but yeah, um, yeah for sure. And I think it makes you real resilient too. You know, definitely. because the more the more you've been through. Because, you know, running a business is pretty much like being a fire, like a fireman. You're pretty much just putting out fires all day, you know. It's like, <laughs> I, come, I come to the warehouse and come to the office and it's just like putting out fires, putting out fires, putting out fires. Yeah. But, you know, it's very rewarding. But it, I guess the reason I give that relation is because you go through a lot of stuff in younger life. Yeah. You know, like, for example, my dad died at 12. Like, I saw him literally on his deathbed as an alcoholic. You know, yeah, like, that, wow. that vision in my head, like, that's kind of like, if you can get through that, like putting a few fires out in the day and, and, you know, coming to work and do something that you love and having a team that, yeah. you know, like everyone's high-fiving in the morning. We've got like a sales gong where people are ringing it when they're making big sales. You know, I really yeah. try and like drive that passion and makes yeah. it all worthwhile. And, you know, I feel yeah. like the more you go through in younger life, the more you can kind of like deal with and tolerate. Yeah. So I think that's probably why there's that common trend in entrepreneurs that mm. they really want to turn their life around, you know? Yeah, experiences. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so, Macro Mike, yeah, bro. tell us how it sort of started. Yeah. You briefly spoke about it yeah. and um, why you started it. Like, did you see a sort of gap in the cool. raw treat industry? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So at the time, um, when I was prepping for all these fitness competitions. So I'm, I'm gluten and dairy intolerant. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, why, you know, what's the, what's the purpose? Why do you make a vegan protein? And um, for me, like I can't have dairy, so I, ca I yeah. have to drink plant-based uh, vegan proteins. Yeah. Um, I can't eat gluten. So that's like, you know, all your pastas and uh, breads and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
and yet at the time this is going back like three years ago there wasn't really much on the market like if you were gluten and, and dairy intolerant and you were trying to eat at restaurants you know you, you'd ask for something and you just get looked at like oh man why are you so annoying you know whereas <laughs> nowadays like the first thing you get asked at a restaurant is like do you have any dietary allergy requirements and i'm just like every time they ask me i'm like oh that's awesome like you're actually gonna you know yeah. like accommodate for me and stuff yeah. but yeah i think at the time there wasn't really much on the market there wasn't really much out there no. um so i definitely saw that gap in the yeah like you said the clean treat space mm. um and a lot of the mixes that were on the market you have to add like eggs and add milk and they're really complicated to make yeah. whereas our first our first mixes would just add water that's it so you just get the packet mix you add water to it cook off some hectic brownies that are all like gluten-free dairy-free they're macro friendly yeah. um so i think people really bought into the ease of it and the fact that it was quite novel mm. um and yeah that's that's pretty much how it how it started bro i was like yeah. really passionate about it and i guess for me because i've made these things for myself mm. i just wanted to then give people the option um because I, I mean you know most of vegan proteins out there let's be honest they taste pretty horrendous you know oh, yeah, they're, they're all like shit. yeah they're all sandy and grainy yeah. and gritty and and horrible and and we um yeah like i think a big a big thing that we did was instead of like just trying to um put the same thing out like a pea and rice protein yeah we went back to the drawing board and was like okay what's the common denominator like they're all made from pea and rice protein pea and yeah. rice protein is grainy and gritty so we completely threw out that formula and yeah. reinvented vegan protein yeah, and right. that's something we kind of plaster all over our marketing and mm. our packaging that this is something different because yeah. it's, it's so hard to get people to um change their sort of perception they just see vegan plant-based protein and they think it's going to taste bad yeah and then we'll go to expos and trade shows and they just they're like mind blown they can't believe mm. how good it tastes and stuff yeah wow. so yeah it's kind of like just all that passion and yeah um, wanting to yeah help others and give Definitely. people that option 100 so are you plant-based so i'm about 90 percent plant-based yeah um i still uh i'm still not 100 percent vegan yeah i'm kind of getting that way but um yeah the business was started because obviously the gluten and dairy intolerance yeah so that's so that's why um the products obviously follow that trend yeah and then the the products all were 100 percent natural plant-based ingredients so it mm. just made sense to kind of like um include that market as well and yeah the, the plant-based stuff is massive you know yeah, i definitely. think probably in the next um six to 12 months i probably will work to that it's yeah. uh, it's definitely a goal of mine yeah yeah definitely i like i see plant-based proteins probably taking over oh, the protein right. industry because like crazy. all the statistics that are coming out yeah like i know this guy called simon hill you know, yeah plant proof yeah yeah, yeah. Plant proof, yeah. Him, like frothing him and he's um he talks about how it's just like sustainability wise it's like yeah. we're gonna have to go on a plant-based diet because like the biggest carbon emissions is mm. killing animals so For sure bro. Yeah. yeah it's definitely the way it's going um and i feel like the the vegan the vegan options out there are getting really good too you know like definitely. I, I definitely eat like you know heaps of um like vegan plant-based uh, meal preps and stuff you know yeah. like, and, and you're like some of them have heaps of protein you know 40 50 grams yeah and obviously it helps like we've got protein bars and, and protein shakes mm. and stuff so like in terms of protein intake like it's it's definitely an it's easy thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy common um, misconception that can be solved I, exactly yeah and i think i heard a stat it was like one in one in two protein cells is now a vegan protein yeah, which wow. is just insane you yeah. know it was probably like one in 20 like three years ago yeah. so 
it's just going astronomical. So yeah. I feel like it's a real, um, it's a real good space to be in, and that's Definitely. why we're all sort of like so passionate about it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the future. It's only gonna grow. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we spoke a little bit about before, but the I'm really fascinated by the gut health yeah, product. For sure. And can you tell us a little bit about that and how your gut health can actually like relate and have a correlation to your mental health? And Absolutely. So. I suffered with IBS for probably four or five years. Yeah. So irritable bowel syndrome, and that's things from like, you know, having like really aggressive stomach pain, um, loose stools, like constipation, diarrhea, all that horrible stuff that no one really talk, wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, and for me, I just found a direct correlation between um, when my gut was flared up and when I was having an IBS attack. Yeah. my mental health and my mental clarity was just like so bad bro like yeah. it was it was hectic you know that like there is a direct correlation between the gut and the brain like there's yeah. no second guessing it like you know and I think probably your gut health is even it's like the center of everything so yeah. it's, it's like the center of the universe in your body you know it's like if you if your gut is um, inflamed or you know you're having issues with your gut Every, everything else in your body is going to be off like mm. you know it's, it's kind of like trying to run like, like trying to run a petrol car with diesel in it you know it'll go for like the first couple of meters and then it's just going to clunk out and, and that's yeah. essentially what I think um, it's like so I, I mean the the product that we do the gut doctor the you know the goal with that was just to kind of like put five years of me researching how to fix my IBS, get on top of my um, gut health, and then the supplements that I was taking to assist with that, and then we just wanted to create like an all-in-one gut health and wellness sachet, Yeah. Um, and yeah, we put that out on the market, and it's legitimately like changing people's lives, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's people that will, there's heaps of reviews on our website you can read from like real people, yeah. and there's people that are saying like, you know, hey, Macromag, like, I've had IBS and stomach problems for, like, four or five years. This is this has completely changed my life. Yeah, and so right. that's why I think, you know, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Like, gut health is completely um, on par with mental health. Mm. And they've linked it to, like, anxiety, depression. Um, obviously, like, there's a lot of science behind it, but it comes to all your happy hormones and stuff. Like, even, yeah. even your gut, like, if your gut's not functioning right, all your happy hormones are essentially like leaking out of it. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's a bit more science techy than that. Yeah. Um, that's in pretty layman terms, but yeah, yeah. Like you, you know, like and if you're not producing those happy hormones, um, then obviously that's going to not help if you're dealing with mental health and depression yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I think if you can really get your gut feeling good, mm. it has a direct spillover into everything in your body and, and yeah. you can put that into training performance you know if my gut's bad if I have a flare up my training sessions are bad yeah. my work performance is bad my um, general attitude like just to life is bad so mm. yeah I think it's probably one of the most misunderstood and misspoken about um, topics yeah. in the whole industry and I feel like the, the gut health um, space it's just gonna go absolutely astronomical. Yeah. Like I feel like it's gonna be, yeah, the most important thing that you can yeah. you can do to kind of like 
you know, get your body working how it's meant to work. Yeah, well, you look at kombuchas now, they're like the vegans' favorite drinks, like, and I love them. Yeah, <laughs> kombucha, and like, yeah, and um, heaps of stuff, probiotics, yeah. you know, every other, every other place is probiotic. Um, yeah. yeah, gut health, everything. Mm. Yeah, so, so it's, it's really, it's re- it is, yeah, we could yarn about that for yeah. hours, man. It's pretty, <laughs> it gets pretty deep, but yeah. yeah, like, definitely, I think the takeaway for anyone listening is, yeah, get, get your gut fixed. Mm. Um, and that can be from, you know, just eating a little bit better, maybe removing some intolerances, yeah. um, getting a really good pre-probiotic, um, things like echinacea, ginseng, uh, B vitamins, they're going to help with the bigger picture rather than just working on the gut. They're also going to help with the mental side. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just going to change your life. Yeah, amazing. Um, so now I call this the five for five. So cool. five quick questions, short answer. Okay, straight up. What br- what brings you fulfillment? I think um, uh, being passionate about products and being able to put out products that help people. Yeah, awesome. Um, best thing that you have eliminated from your life? Or negative people. Yeah. And um, I think just having a real tunnel vision and not not letting anything kind of like phase me. So whether that's yeah. like negative things that happen um yeah just trying to keep that positive mindset definitely 100 um do you meditate and if so how does it help you yeah good question it's something that i should do more of um i try and jump on headspace every now and again yeah. but for me um like my meditation is the gym okay yeah so yeah tra- when i'm in when i'm training that's yeah. like my prime time I, yeah. I would put training down as the reason I'm probably still alive today, you know, yeah, like wow. it, it helped me deal with depression and, yeah. and everything. It got me out of some pretty dark places. Yeah, got those endorphins going. Exactly, but yeah. you know it, man. Yeah. How many hours do you get sleep on average? Cool. So a big, I'm a big believer in sleep. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I think anyone that says, oh, I only get four hours of sleep because I'm hustling. Like, I, call, <laughs> I call bullshit, bro. Like if you're not sleeping eight hours, yeah. you might be hustling for 16 hours yeah. in a day, but I guarantee I'd be more productive in my yeah. hours in the day. Like, so if I don't get eight hours, you don't want to speak to me the next day. Like yeah. I, I need my sleep, bro. I'm a big believer in that. I think um, Gary Vee sort of will talk about how you got to be always hustling. He's actually spoken about how it's like he wants you to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, bro, because at the end that. of the day, it's what you do in those 16 hours exactly. of the day that will determine like how your day will go. Like you can have, I don't know, you can sleep for like two hours, yeah. but you could have slept for eight hours and still got the same amount of work done in those 16 hours. Exactly, you know? yeah. I mean, it's all about productivity, you know? Yeah. People that sleep less than eight hours, like there's, there's clinical proven trials yeah. that you're going to be less productive in the day like it's i just listened to a podcast on joe rogan and it yeah. was a, it was a dude um from the uk like this mad sleep professor mm. and he was he was literally saying as soon as you slip under seven hours of sleep you are going to be like up to 50 percent less productive the next day yeah. so yeah i i call bullshit like, on anyone bro. Yeah. like it, you know they, they refer to being awake as brain damage like yeah. because you're essentially like you know your body wants to be sleeping yeah. so yeah i'm eight hours minimum yeah and then if i can get 12 i'd get 12 <laughs> maybe on the weekend yeah maybe on the weekend um so if today was your last day what would you do good question i think spend it with my um with my partner laura and yeah. my friends and i'd probably eat some really nice food i'd drink some really good coffee yeah um 
yeah I'd Love make sure that yeah I'd make sure that um, you know like uh, everything was feeling good and I'd probably I'd probably train and um, yeah. yeah I'd probably go to the casino <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah like I'm not into like drinking or drugs but yeah I like a little you know a little flutter on the um, at the casino every yeah. now and again so I don't know, I just, boy, whatever everyone else would do last day on earth, you know, you'd probably yeah. just enjoy it. But I think spending quality time with the people that are around you, like, yeah. that's the stuff that is priceless, you know. So, Definitely, yeah. 100%. Um, so now the last segment, it's all about personal development. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, do you have a certain ritual when you get up in the morning? Like, Yeah, cool. So generally, um, I find I'm most productive if I wake up um, and then... Generally, I'll go for a bike ride, yeah, and usually grab a coffee, yeah, um, and I'll try listen to podcasts and stuff as well. So um, either podcasts or even just music. Like I'm big into like liquid drum and bass and liquid okay, dubstep yeah. and stuff like that. And that kind of, I feel like that just puts me in a real good like mental state. Yeah. So wow. for me, just having a quick twenty minute bike ride to the coffee shop with some music on and grabbing a coffee, I find when I get to work, I'm already like in a real good headspace yeah. whereas if I try and just get up and then go straight to work I feel like my headspace is a little bit backwards you know mm. it might take me like an hour or an hour and a half to kind of get like really yeah. going and productive Definitely. and I feel like I'm worse at dealing with stressful situations if I've not had my morning ritual yeah. which is kind of like you know my bike ride and my coffee and my music and my podcast so yeah. I think yeah and also spending some time like I think too many people are a bit afraid of spending time by yourself yeah. Um, whereas like you know I'm, I'm more than happy to just go jam on the bike and, and have a coffee and watch yeah. the waves and stuff I mean we live on the Gold Coast you know yeah. like it's the most beautiful place yeah. in the whole world it's amazing so 100% yeah. you, you talk a little bit about it there but self love I think that's one thing I absolutely oh, you learn to love yourself before you can love anyone else exactly so. man yeah, yeah it's something that people don't um, don't realise and you know in the age of bloody social media like yeah. you know I yeah it kind of like you're just comparing yourself to people all day every day mm. um and instagram took the likes away i think that's probably one of the best things they've done because it's Definitely. you know it's not a competition anymore it's like no. it was just getting ridiculous you yeah. know like you said you should you should love yourself and um, you don't need likes and validation for that no. like you should have a purpose and you should find a, your passion in life and find what you find what you want which for me is, is helping people and yeah. um, putting good products out there and, and that for me is, is as much fulfillment as 10,000 million likes on Instagram you yeah know? yeah. I think it's like changing the whole mindset around it like on social media instead of just posting photos of yourself like just like doing whatever you're doing but almost like giving value to it in each like sort of aspect like drawing something from it that someone could use today yeah. life yeah and they could you could help them out in a weird way yeah that's, that's why I love that but absolutely for sure yeah. um, so do you believe that your network is your net worth if so what do you do to sort of increase your network like if you can tell us a person who you know you might have contacted and yeah. then you know things just flourished yeah cool um, so good example um, I'm a big believer in kind of like what goes around comes around and, and karma and and also, like, I think life has a funny way of um, working itself out. Like, you, you can use a, a prime example. Um, 
recently we we had uh, we were using like a, a distributor over in a state and and this distributor like was pretty renowned for kind of like you know not paying invoices and being quite difficult to deal with and it got to the stage where um, we yeah like you know I'd be like tearing my hair out I'd be like look mate you know call him up and we're gonna have to cut you off from your account and yeah. this guy was like the nicest dude and he'd always be like look mate you know just just help us out like we you know we're trying da, 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 da. and yeah. I'm too much of a nice person to be like look bro yeah. I'm gonna cut you off I'd just be like alright man all good like let's just keep rolling with it yeah. and then anyway a series of events actually like led into that leading into us landing one of the biggest um, national distribution companies in Australia that deal with 8,000 stores wow. and that was a direct relation of me basically you know sort of biting my tongue and being a bit nicer than I should have been but yeah. it then came back full circle and we landed one of the biggest contracts that wow. we could land and we'd been trying to chase that contract for like the last 18 months so you know it's like sometimes in life like you I feel like you just have to, um, yeah, put out good vibes, be positive, mm. like, um, and appreciate that everybody's working through issues and everyone's working through problems. Yeah. And like, usually, you know, like the negative, if, if people are negative towards you, it's generally because they're dealing with shit. And yeah. I think if you realize that and you just stay in your lane and, and you just work on focusing on you, yeah. everything will kind of work out how it's meant to work out. Definitely. And for us, like, you know, I think that, the other day was the biggest sort of like moment where I've been like yeah wow like that was probably like just the universe a little pat on the back for us been you know like looking after this guy and helping him out and, and yeah it was it was pretty um pretty awesome yeah good attract good um, that's it bro yeah, yeah. did that kind of answer your question definitely now the wrong head awesome <laughs> um so lastly if you had any advice to give to any aspiring entrepreneurs out there um, what would be one piece of advice? You yeah, think? cool. I think um, first of all, like if you if you're doing business, if you're starting a business to make money, stop. Just yeah. go work for someone. Okay, like just or go work in Woolies or McDonald's or just get a job. Like if you if your pure purpose is to make money, that's the wrong reasons. You you're never going to be successful in business. Like um, find what you're passionate about. Find what makes you happy think in 10 years am I still going to be passionate about this business idea you know so like I know for a fact in 10 years I'm still going to be passionate about helping people I'm still going to be passionate about pioneering the health food industry and making awesome products like so in that sense like it doesn't matter if we're not making shitloads of money if we make shitloads of money awesome it's a bonus we can put more into like you know looking after our staff and more into like product development R&D all that kind of stuff but yeah you need you need to have like a burning desire and a and a, um, a vision and you need to have like a uh, what's the word like a, um, a mission statement and you, and you have to follow that so I think yeah if you kind of if you want some advice for starting a business find something that you've got this like burning passion inside you that you want make sure that you know you could definitely be passionate about it in five to 10 years and then just work your ass off. Like yeah. just hustle every day, yeah. every day. Don't let, don't let anybody ever tell you that you're not gonna be successful. Don't let anybody ever tell you that this business idea is not gonna work. You know, like yeah. I was in my kitchen mixing brownies together like two years ago 
now we're in you know a 350 square meter state-of-the-art production facility we've got a warehouse next door we're going to be in like 8,000 stores by the end of um, 2019 we just signed a contract with one of the biggest supplement uh, sorry supermarket chains in Australia we just signed a New Zealand distributor like you know just just hustle just keep going yeah. and so many people told me I'd never do anything with my life like yeah that's the one you know the one thing everyone was like nah this is stupid they just laughed at me like oh this guy making brownies in his kitchen but don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do something if, if you believe and, and you're passionate just keep going and eventually like the world has a way of working out and, and you'll create this channel and things will be good yeah amazing Mike thank you so much for Easy, coming bro. on man you've given us a lot of motivation and a lot of um, inspiring stuff right there so appreciate your time man. nah all good man and yeah if, if um, yeah if you guys want to check out any of our products yeah. um, head to macromike.com.au otherwise check out the Instagram page it's macromike with a zero yeah. um, we've got heaps of free recipes and stuff that we share on there some awesome products and yeah like if you see me around the Gold Coast make sure you say hi yeah epic get around it listeners you thank you so much for making this far I hope you thoroughly enjoyed the podcast I know it was one of the funnest ones I've ever done Mike was such a legend and if you did enjoy this podcast take a screenshot and chuck it up on your Instagram story and tag myself Dylan Nicholson journey and macro Mike um, and that'd be much appreciated just um, get the podcast out to more people and hopefully it sparks that one person to um, go start that business or go run that marathon or go tell that girl that they like her and just something that is very out there and um, seeking discomfort so yeah amazing thank you so much for jumping on Mike really do appreciate it and if you want to see more of Mike just go on to macro Mike like you said before and if you did enjoy the podcast leave a review on Apple Podcasts. it helps out a lot gives me some um, indication of which podcast you're liking which ones you're not because every single podcast I try and make different um, different questions for certain individuals I'll um, usually do a bit of back profiling on them um, through LinkedIn and then find out what type what type of um, vibe I want the podcast to be but yeah this was an awesome one it worked a treat um, and I hope you guys enjoy it And thanks for listening today. And remember, do something today that your tomorrow self will thank you.